it's alive! Welcome to the Chuck Series Companion. I am your host, the Jaystrom. Today, we will be talking about Season 1, Episode 12, Chuck versus the Undercover Lover. Thank you guys so much for listening to the show. I appreciate it very much. I hope you're digging the Chuck Series Companion. We're blowing right through Season 1. We only have two episodes to go. This is the penultimate episode, as they say. And I want to give a little background about this episode here in a minute. But first, I want to remind you that you could check out the show at chuckpodcast.blogspot.com. There you will find a link to it on iTunes where you could subscribe or leave a review. But you could also send me some feedback. Send it to nimpodcast at gmail.com or send me a voicemail. Call 126-309-4729. That would be very awesome of you, and I dig feedback, so I'd appreciate that very much. Now, here's a little history about Chuck versus the Undercover Lover. This episode aired in January of 2008, so it had actually been a while since a Chuck episode, since the last episode, which was Chuck versus the Crown Vic. So NBC actually aired Chuck versus the Undercover Lover and episode 13, Chuck versus the Marlin, on the same night, back to back. Hey, everybody out there in TV land, I'm Zachary Levi, and we here collectively are the cast of Chuck. Welcome to our Chuck sandwich. Is there a good reason why we're all huddled so closely together, huh? Well, yes, there is. Television's Adam Baldwin. Thank you for asking. You see, most people don't have widescreen televisions, so we want to make sure that everyone gets a chance to see all six of us. I really feel like this is unnecessarily close. I'm good. Uh, yeah, this this does seem very close. Well, look, everyone, I'm sorry, but this came straight from the network. Okay, so uh, please, you out there, sit back, relax, and and please enjoy two all-new episodes of Chuck with a little apprentice in the middle. This is not awesome. No, it's totally awesome. It really is. is really awesome. See, Josh knows what I'm talking about. NBC did something interesting throughout the history of Chuck where they would do a premiere or a finale as the final two episodes. And it's pretty cool. So sometimes we would have like a Chuck movie to begin the season, like two episodes back to back. And sometimes we get four episodes, like two on a Sunday and two more on a Monday. It was a cool way to kick off the season. But at the same time, it would be like, well, how much season's left? You just burned off four episodes. But <laughs> what happened here at the end of season one was there it was the writer's strike in 2007 and when a writer's strike happens you can't write anymore you are on strike you have to be out there picketing for the writers guild and so luckily they had these final two episodes in the can and NBC decided to air them both on the same night so that doesn't matter here on the podcast though because I'm only covering one episode at a time but it's just kind of a neat little bit of trivia there This episode's really cool because it's basically a Casey-centric episode for the first time we get one. 
And we will get more Casey-centric episodes as the series goes on. They usually do one per season, which I think is awesome because Casey's a fascinating character. And before I get more into that, this episode was written by Phil Klemmer. I've talked about Phil Klemmer before. As he wrote Chuck vs. the Sandworm, and he will go on to write 12 episodes of Chuck. He was a producer on Chuck, so he worked on it the entire time. And now he's working on Forever with uh, Chris Fedak and a whole bunch of other cool Chuck alumni. And this episode is directed by Fred Toy, who's a great TV director. He's directed two of my favorite shows of all time, Chuck and Fringe. He directed about eight episodes of Fringe, five episodes of Chuck. And now he's directing stuff like Person of Interest and The Good Wife. And he's uh, an alias vet and Lost and stuff like that. So this guy's money, as they say. I don't say that. Other people say it. I guess it means he's pretty good. Now, let's get into Season 1, Episode 12, Chuck versus the Undercover Lover. If you remember in the previous episode, Chuck and Sarah, everything's good with them. It's a new day. They're friends. No more of that kiss stuff to get in the way. There's no more confusion. For now, at least, everything's cool with them. Now they can just do spy missions and pretend to be boyfriend and girlfriend. No confusion there, right? Nothing's going to happen with that. This episode deals greatly with Casey. Now, when the episode begins, it starts in Chechnya in 2004. Things look pretty dire there. It's a war-torn country. And we see Casey waking up with a beautiful woman in his room. Sink back to bed. And we saw the good sunlight. Oh, that's it's not like the civil war is gonna go anywhere. Tempting. <laughs> But I have a deadline. Yeah. Why did I ever let myself get involved with a photojournalist? And how did I get myself mixed up with a what do you call yourself again? An energy consultant. What does that even mean? It means I get to sleep in late. Here's my offer, Mr. Energy Consultant. Mm -hmm. You stay in bed and preserve your precious energy. And I'll be back before you know it. Bye-bye, sugar bear. Wow, so this is a totally different Casey that we know now. It looks to me like he's in love, he's happy, he's an energy consultant which we know means he's undercover as an energy consultant, and uh, everything looks fine. It seems this woman is a photographer, and now she's headed off to work. Now, she heads into a market, and it immediately blows up. Which, uh, this is some of the grimmest stuff we've seen on Chuck so far. There's people dead in the streets or people writhing in pain on the ground. And Casey quickly gets dressed and heads downstairs and he wants to see what's going on. And that's where he finds her camera on the ground. And it's been destroyed. And so he fears the worst. So as he's standing there staring at the mangled camera, he starts to hear a voice, and it's in the buy more. It's a customer trying to get his attention, and there's John Casey holding a camera, and you get the feeling that he picked up the camera and stared at it, and it sucked him right back into that memory. 
And this customer who's being really rude to John, I don't think he knows who he's talking to. Did you hear what I said? Hello? Do you speak English? Parla usted inglese? Hello? Yeah. Then why aren't you moving? Because if you were listening, then you'd be walking to the register to get me my 300 bucks. Sir, I repeat, I cannot offer you a refund without a valid receipt. Luckily for this guy, Chuck is noticing the whole thing from the nerd herd desk, and he rushes over because he's afraid this guy's about to get killed. <laughs> you can't give me a refund. You won't give me an exchange. What exactly are you capable of doing, Big Johnny? You sad impotent oaf. I'm capable of stopping your heart with one. Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, John, what seems to be the problem here? Let me guess. Seattle focus, right? Yeah. It happens all the time. It's a quick, quick, quick fix, and I can take care of it personally. If you'll just leave your name and number at the nerd herd desk, I'll take care of it in a jiff, okay? Was that so hard? Thank you. Have a good day. Just breathe, Casey. Breathe. Breathe or growl. Growling also works. Very good. Very, very good. <laughs> I love that. Or growling works. And I love that. Listen to the music. There's a very Patton-esque tone to it by Jerry Goldsmith. I like that little touch there. So Chuck heads into the back room, and there's Jeff on a computer. And he's got some news for Chuck that he doesn't think Chuck will believe, and it's hilarious. You're not going to believe it. Oh, you got that server to work? I got Tara Reed's phone number. What if I told you about stalking celebrities online? And by the way, who doesn't have her phone number? Was that the Grand Seville's main database? I can access every guest staying at LA's swankiest hotel. It's got it all. Room numbers, credit cards, spank purview records. That's super, Jeff. Really good work. I'll let the hotel know that their computer's ready. You're giving away the holy grail. Tara! <laughs> I love that. Tara! Oh, Jeff. So Chuck hops on the computer and he's going to shut Jeff's operation down when he sees something interesting. Grand Seville, please don't sue us. Known alias a black market arms dealer specializing in former Soviet. But Chuck's not done flashing, he sees another name. Okay, man, I'm gonna have a headache tomorrow. But Chuck's still not done. There's one more name that he flashes on, and this one is really interesting. Ilsa Trenkina, AP photographer, rumored lover of undercover NSA agent, whereabouts unknown, Sugar Bear. Sugar Bear's girlfriend's in town. <laughs> okay. Chuck, I suggest you tread lightly because you're not aware of the fact that Casey thinks that Ilsa has been dead for a long time. Casey, hey, 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 wait up, wait up. I just had the mother load of all bad guy flashes. Who are they? Mostly Russian, all traveling under aliases, fake passports. These are arms dealers, money launderers, black market smugglers. Yeah, apparently they're all having a douchebag convention down at the Grand Seville. We're running up the flagpole, see what command wants us to do. Uh, uh, one, one more thing. There was another name, one name that I flashed on, actually, but I left it, her, off of the list. What the hell are you talking about, Bartowski? Does the name Ilsa Trinkina mean anything to you, Sugar Bear? 
say that name ever again and I will end you. Not if you understand. <laughs> I love the way he knocks Chuck's head against the wall. It's hilarious. Jason, you're hurting the intersect. <laughs> So we'll never know how long Chuck was unconscious there, but uh, he wakes up and he heads straight over to the Wienerlicious to tell Sarah. But Sarah wants him to try out this new breakfast corn dog first. Mm-mm, it sounds good. Hey, try this. It's the new breakfast corn dog with country sausage and syrup wrapped in pancake. Thank you, but maybe a little bit later. I have some serious business to discuss. Matter of national security. Casey's ex-girlfriend is in town. What? How do you know? I flash. Her name is Ilsa Trinkina. Super hot, super sexy, and staying at the Grand Seville as we speak. Does Casey know? Oh, yeah. Almost ripped my head off. It must have been a pretty bad breakup. You know, for the longest time, I always imagined Casey was built like a Ken doll, you know, downstairs. So, even Sarah has no idea that Ilsa is supposed to be dead. And they just want to know what kind of woman would want to date someone like Casey. I don't know what kind of woman would go for a guy like Casey. Well, I was uh, I was kind of hoping you'd help me find out. Ilsa is a civilian. She's a foreign national. The intersect has like nothing on her except for some love letters that now I'll never be able to scrub out of my brain. You want me to go behind Casey's back, reallocate CIA resources, and violate this woman's privacy so you can find out what their story is? Tell me you're not curious. I think Sarah's curious. Now, cut back to the Buy More, and Ellie is here in the store, and she introduces herself to Lester, and his response to her is hilarious. Hi. Hi. Uh, I'm Ellie Bartowski, Chuck's sister. Oh, yes, of course. I recognize Chuck's sensual mouth. <laughs> Chuck's sensual mouth. Oh, my God. And I like Devin's like, uh, Devin, uh, I'm here too, guys. Devin. Lester. Jeff. Well, any co-worker of Chuck's is uh, a guy who can help me pick some stuff out to buy, huh? Jeff, Lester, uh, why don't you give my guests a little breathing room? We have business to discuss. So thank God Morgan showed up, because at least Morgan is not creepy. Well, he can be creepy, but he's not as creepy as Jeff and Lester. So we ha we have to give him that much. So, what can I help you with today, ma'am? Well, this year for our anniversary, Devin and I are making a little bit more money. So we decided to buy one large gift instead of two smaller ones. Awesome, right? Mm, gives me a chill when you say it, babe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, have we settled on what that item may be? Yes. Beautiful, isn't she? Beautiful, isn't she? Think of all the great things we could watch. Think of all the great things we can wash. So, Ellie and Awesome each want something different. Ellie wants a large screen HDTV, which I love her for. And Awesome wants a washer and dryer. Boring! But Morgan has now become therapist. And he's going to try to help them decide on which of these items to purchase. I want you guys to know that I'm not just a salesman. Uh, I've come to think of myself as a retail therapist. Oh, I'm sorry. Retail therapist. Ellie, why do you really want the television? So that we can spend more time together. Quiet evenings at home. Kettling on the couch. It's good. Good, good. Devin. What's really behind the washer and dryer? So we could spend more time together. 
No more laundromats. We come home from a run and go on to a run without worrying about dirty shorts. I never go running with you. Well, maybe you would with a, a drawer full of clean jog bras, babe. Oh, sorry. Uh, that's the hospital. I have to go. Well, what am I supposed to do about our anniversary yet? Well, you know what, honey? Why don't you just surprise me, okay? Love you. Be careful, awesome. You're treading on dangerous ground here. Now, let's cut over to Casey's apartment, and General Beckman is now briefing the team on what to do about all of Chuck's flashes. We received your report, Major. Ex-KGB, Eastern Bloc thugs, Russian arms dealers. Frankly, we're not used to seeing this particular crowd stateside these days. At least not since President Reagan won the Cold War, huh, General? So you want us to infiltrate the Grand Seville? The hotel's bar has been booked for a private party early this evening. You're all fine. I'll clear my schedule. But just because it's you, General. Mr. Bartowski... It's up to you to tell us what these criminal agents are all doing in Los Angeles. You and Agent Walker are going undercover. We need you to press some Russian flesh, see what you can flash on. And, uh, good luck. So, what about you, Casey? What about me? I don't know. I just thought if Sarah and I have to go to the hotel to press some Russian flesh, you might want to drop in on a certain somebody whose name I will not... Okay, fine. I'll shut up now. Jeez, what? Poor Chuck. He has no idea what Sarah now knows, and that is that Ilsa is dead. What is with that guy? He really doesn't want to see his ex, does he? I doubt it. Ilsa's dead. Way to go, Chuck. Now, Chuck and Sarah have arrived at the hotel, they're in their fancy undercover duds, and Chuck still won't let this go. If Elsa's dead, then who's this other person? I don't get it. If Casey's girlfriend is dead, then who's the Elsa Trentina staying in this hotel? Probably someone traveling on a fake passport. It happens all the time in Russia. People die and their personal info gets recycled. My God, that's so horrible. No wonder Casey's so messed up. Casey, ah, hey, I just, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry about what I said earlier. Chuck, you're the general. We've got work to do. Those are our Russians. Here we have an entire ballroom filled with Russians, and Chuck quickly realizes he's way overdressed in his tuxedo. What is he going to do? And it's so funny when uh, Casey instantly turns him into a waiter. Wait, 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 wait. This isn't a black tie thing. I'm way overdressed. Yeah, where's the jacket? What's this? Perfect. You know, it would have been nice to know that I was the help on this mission. I could have done some character study. Recognize anyone, Chuck? That's uh, Dimitri Siliak, black market arms dealer. So Chuck looks around and he starts flashing on all the different members of the party. Sergey Noodles Romanov, freelance hitman. Sasha! Is that you, my sweet Sasha? Wait, what's this? Why does this Russian guy think Chuck is his cousin Sasha? Chuck has no choice but to play along. Everybody meet four cousins on my mother's side! how Chuck goes, nit, nit, nit. <laughs> Don't look now, Sarah, but some creepy guy's coming up behind you. How much for the whole night? <laughs> so, Sarah knows Russian for Don't Touch Me Again, Pig. Very interesting. We have good dancers, aren't we, us 
Russians. That guy, Kurushnikov. <laughs> white knights. Anybody see white knights? Do it like a Ruskin. Yeah. Do it like a Ruskin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is the second time Chuck has mentioned white knights in season one. I think the last time was in Chuck versus the Sizzling Shrimp. But then Chuck looks over and he notices there's Ilsa, the Ilsa that's supposed to be dead. It's definitely the girl that Casey was in love with. She's right there. But when the Russian guy sees Chuck pointing, he thinks that Chuck is pointing towards Sarah. And he's like, oh, you want the blonde? Bring her here. And now Sarah's dancing, too. Sasha, you like blonde. So as Casey moves in to help them get out of this mess, he runs right into Ilsa. Ilsa. Oh my God. What did you? How are you alive? No one could have survived that blast. I'm so sorry. Why are you sorry? All I remember is I woke up in the hospital in Grozny two weeks after the blast. Couldn't see, I couldn't hear. It took another two months for me to remember my name. But I never forgot your face. She even still has a necklace that Casey gave her. You crazy people! We've got to get him out of here. Oh, come on. The guy spent four years of his life thinking he'd never see her again. His cover has been compromised. Can't the man live without a cover for just a couple of minutes? Hello, everybody. How are we doing tonight, huh? So just when Chuck is wondering, who's this guy? He flashes on him. That's good. We're doing good. Sarah. Sarah, I think I know what brought all the baddies together. Him. Victor Fedorov, a Russian oligarch with ties to everything from the mob to a plot to overthrow parliament. What brings you to Los Angeles? Why are you here? I'd like to introduce you to a woman who'll make me the happiest man on earth by becoming my wife, Elsa Trinchina. Well, Casey, I think you've got your answer. Elsa's there to marry this jerk. Now, cut back to the Bymore, and Chuck's wondering how Casey's feeling about everything that went down at the hotel. Hey, buddy. How you feeling? How am I feeling? Yeah. Uh, you know, about last night. Our mission was a success. Yeah, I did Victor Fedorov. Agent Walker's been assigned to set up a surveillance on the target. In short, I feel fan-fantastic. Well, okay. I mean, I guess, uh, you know, I was referring more to the you and Ilsa situation. Todd, maybe you'd want to talk about the fact that the girl you thought was dead isn't actually dead. No. Great. Good. Good. Really good session here, Casey. Really feel like we're making a breakthrough. Look, I just I just want you to know that I'm a good listener, okay? So if you ever want to talk about anything, if you want to use me as a sounding board for your emotions or whatever. So I take Casey taping over Chuck's mouth, meaning he really doesn't want to talk. Finding everything okay? 
Now cut back to Sarah, and it looks like she's trying to infiltrate the hotel. And it looks like mission accomplished there, I guess. <laughs> now cut back to the break room, and Casey's just trying to eat his lunch, but still Chuck will not leave him alone. Come on, buddy. Just give me something, anything. Where is she from? Or where did you two meet? Why is this so important to you, Chuck? What the hell do you care so much about me and Elsa? I don't... I don't know, man. Okay? I just... I, I think it'd be nice to know that you had a life before... This. I just figured if a guy like you can find love... No offense, Casey. Then maybe there's hope for me, too. Maybe this whole spy business isn't as screwed up as I think it is. That's, that's, okay, you know what? If you want to go through life all emotionally constipated and alone, then suit yourself. I'll let you get back to protecting the greater good, you freaking robot. I met her in a flower market. And Rome. But wait, what's this, Chuck? Don't go. Elsa was the most beautiful thing I'd ever seen. I love that moment. So, back at the hotel, Sarah is changing into a staff uniform so she can spy on the bad guys. And cut back to the Bartowski household. And look right here. Devin chose the washer and dryer. Is Ellie going to be really happy with this? Yikes. Yeah, there she is. There she is. Hey, think Ellie's going to be cool that you went with the washer and dryer? Ah, no worries. Oh, hey, babe. Happy anniversary. You got the washer and dryer. Well, he told me to surprise you, so I'm surprised. <laughs> <laughs> you getting what you want isn't a surprise. What's that supposed to mean? It means that I would like to go to brunch, but you would rather go rock climbing. Or I want to go wine tasting in Napa, but you would rather go to Baja and go kite surfing. It's always about what you want. Come on, babe. It's just the washer and dryer. It's not just a washer and dryer. It's about what it represents. I like how Morgan is just sitting there watching him go back and forth. And Morgan, remember, he knows everything there is to know about Ellie. Maybe he can help Awesome out with this. It represents clean clothes. Have you guys ever considered what? what? Well, that may be on an unconscious level. Devin uh, has a need to exercise or go on these extreme adventures because, well, maybe he's scared of intimacy or being tied down. Yes, exactly. Ellie, how does that make you feel? Like I'm banking on my future with a giant, muscly child. And I can't do it anymore. And Devin, you, how do you feel? Of course, naturally, sure. (laughs) Devin just gives him this mean look. I love it. Now cut back to the buy more and it looks like Casey has really opened up about Ilsa and he's actually sharing his feelings with Chuck. It's kind of crazy. Sure, it was great. You know, we had what we had, but it's over. So that's it? You're just going to let her walk back out of your life? Seems like the smart play, Chuck. Nice girls don't marry corrupt Russian oligarchs. Well, I hate to break it to you, but nice girls don't go around marrying guys like you either. G-Man assassin, international spy. I mean, pardon me for saying it, Casey, but at least on paper, you're kind of an unsavory dude. Granted. 
But Ilsa never knew what I do for a living. That's exactly my point. What if Ilsa doesn't know what her fiancé Victor does for a living either? What are you saying I do? Stick to your strengths, buddy. Come on. You're a fighter. You gotta fight for her. Now, cut to the hotel, and it looks like Chuck actually convinced Casey to go through with this. This is a terrible idea, Chuck. We shouldn't be here. Can't we just Negatory. We have passed the point of no return. No retreat, soldier. This isn't a mission. We're just two guys sneaking down a hall with a couple of numbnuts. And it's hilarious. They run right into Sarah in the hallway. And she's wondering, what the hell are they doing there? Hey. What are you two doing here? Uh, I'd like to apologize, Agent Walker. Uh, Chuck here convinced me that to come should... To come down to the hotel and to bring me, because I, maybe I could flash in some stuff, some cool stuff or things or whatever. You volunteered to go on an all-night stakeout? Doesn't sound like me, does it? I know. But I couldn't sleep, so I thought it would do me some good to, to, to uh, you know, look at some surveillance monitors or something. Maybe knock me right out, so... Well, I'm not sure if they really convince Sarah or she's just going along with it just to get him to shut up. So she leads him to the security room. I've already tapped into the hotel security feed. To get company, I'm going to deliver the surveillance to the bridal suite. Good bug. With any luck, we'll get enough dirt off the wire to take the target down on U.S. soil. Mm. Have fun. Don't wait up. Just going to be looking at uh, <clears throat> monitors and... So uh, Chuck and Casey are sitting there at the monitors, and, and Casey looks kind of drowsy. When Chuck spots, what's this? It's Elsa in the bar having a little drinky drink. Um, Casey. Are you flush? Look who's hitting the bar the night before her own wedding. Now, does that look like the face of a woman who's happy about getting married? Where's she going? Look, 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 look. This is your chance, buddy. This is your chance. Look at her, Casey. She's just sitting there waiting for you. Wait a second. You're scared, aren't you? Don't be an idiot. Kimosabi, come on, man. Look, you don't want to spend the rest of your life hating yourself for what you didn't have the guts to say tonight. Okay? Believe me. I know. I love this about the episode is how Chuck just wants to help Casey out. This non-feeling NSA robot actually feels emotions. He actually feels love for somebody. And Chuck wants to help him desperately. It's awesome. That's what I like about Chuck. He always wants to help somebody. Now, cut to Sarah, and she wants to deliver the bug, but... Oh, crap. There's the guy whose hand she tweaked earlier for touching her behind... And uh, I think he recognizes her. Hey, this is a private floor. Oi, Vigata. Casey, you're going to have to deliver the package. I've got a body to take care of. Keys in the sugar. The only problem, Sarah, is that Casey's gone to meet Elsa, so uh, Chuck just needs to improvise. Deliver the package. Casey, do you read me? Uh, <clears throat> yeah, uh, copy that on my way. So just like that, now Chuck has the key, and he's going to infiltrate the room and plant the bug. <laughs> and there's this great moment where Chuck is planting the bug, and then Sarah returns to the security room, and nobody's there. So she's stashing the body... And in the background on the monitor is Chuck's face. <laughs> He's trying to plant that bug. I put it in front. What am I, an idiot? 
Chuck sees an attache case on the desk and he finds a secret compartment and inside are Ilsa's real credentials and he flashes. <laughs> These stupid things never work. But what's that? Somebody's at the door. It looks like Ilsa has returned and she's brought somebody with her. I wonder who it could be. <laughs> Ilsa. Oh, I missed you. I missed you too. And Chuck chooses the worst hiding place possible. He's under the bed. And they're on top of the bed, and Chuck is really grossed out. <laughs> and something funny happens here. Chuck has the most obnoxious ringtone ever. I guess it's the Mexican hand dance. And what's funny is recently, you know, the Chuck soundtrack came out by Tim Jones. And on track 16, end titles, you know, it plays the Chuck end theme that plays at the end of every Chuck episode. If you wait a bit, there's a delay. And then this plays is like a little Easter egg. And when I listened to the soundtrack, I was like, why is that on there? But then when I rewatched this episode, I was like, oh, yeah, that's Chuck's ringtone for this episode. It's kind of funny. And I'm thinking about maybe making it my ringtone, but it is kind of obnoxious. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I, I'm, I'm really sorry. I know this is very awkward, but Ilsa is a bad girl. She's a very bad girl. Drop the gun, sugar bear. See? Oh, well, <laughs> yeah, Ilsa has a gun, and uh, I think you just better do what she says. Mind telling me what a nice girl like you is doing with a gun, Ilsa? Same thing as you, Casey. I tried to warn you. She's a spy. Who do you work for? Why don't you ask your friend? He's already seen my files. Uh, yeah, I did. She's French Secret Service. But 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 wouldn't that put us all on the same side, kind of, sort of, doesn't it? You lied to me. Says the energy consultant. What about the bomb in girls' knee? That, uh, I never forgot your face, garbage. Oh, that bomb. Elsa! So it looks like Victor Fedorov has shown up, and now Chuck and Casey need to quickly hide under the bed. Quick, hide. You have to trust me. Elsa! Elsa! Baby! Where have you been hiding, Elsa? Oh, I can't you. wait any longer. How about we start our honeymoon now? I love this moment. Casey points his gun upwards at the mattress, and Chuck's like, Don't even think about it. <laughs> don't even think about it. You don't know who's on top. You guys, get out of here before he wakes up. So, cut to the buy more, and there's Awesome playing poker with Jeff, Lester, Morgan, and another buy more employee named Michael, and they're playing poker. Alright, here. There you go. Michael, in or out? Hey, thanks for letting me uh, join your game, boys. Perfect distraction. Captain here had a fight with his lady friend. Oh, the doghouse. 
Been there many a time, my friend. No, you haven't. <laughs> no, you haven't. Ellie and I are just going through a little rough patch. All trying to figure. Let me share one thing that I know from personal experience. No, you don't. You do not need some broad holding your maracas in a vice. Yeah, man cake like you, you should install a turnstile on your bedroom door. Yeah. Oh, so in or out, buddy. <sighs> All right, uh, I have absolutely not a hair crease. I'm a straight. I don't know why. Trip nine, gentlemen. Oh, wow. <laughs> Big man. Daddy, take you home. So it looks like Awesome wins that hand of cards, and then something very frightening happens. He soon realizes they're playing strip poker. <laughs> the guys start taking their clothes off, and Awesome realizes, holy crap. I need to get out of here. It's hilarious. All right. Oh, uh, rules is rules. That's okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, this know. is what's great about boys night. Hey, man, Cake, what do you think? Want to do this again tomorrow, single guy? I got a surgery. Yeah, I got to do. We want to take it back. Come on, Oh, we got to get that guy's pants off. Yeah, I think Awesome got out of there just in time. So cut to the home theater room, and we have Casablanca on the television. And Casey is laying down. He's holding his head, and he's feeling emotions here. And then? It was long after we were married that we back to Czechoslovakia. Hey, Casey, we need to talk. Is it related to last night? Uh, well, yeah. Then I don't want to talk about it. Listen, Casey. Oh, you listen. Whatever you thought existed between me and Elsa, you were wrong, right? That person's gone back to being dead to me. You have something to say, Chuck? Yeah, just that there's a dead lady waiting to see you. How did you find me, Ilsa? Your friend left this under the bed. He's not much of a spy. So what do you want? I don't want to leave things the way we left them last night. Well, with you getting plowed by a drunk Russian crime boss, you should get used to that. We've been investigating Viktor Fedorov since the Paris commuter train bombings back in 02. My agency's tried everything to take him to trial, but his organization is airtight, totally legit from the outside. The only way we could take him down was... By screwing it out of him? How, uh, French, if you are French... Casey, please. I make one call on you, Victor, and half the Grand Seville are packed on a plane, shipped off to the nearest detention center of my choice. You're not going to do that? Really? Why is that? That would be unprofessional. And that's not you. I wish things could be different. I'm sorry, Casey. And here we have Love on the Rocks by Neil Diamond. It's very effective here. Love on the rocks Ain't no surprise Just pour me a drink And I'll tell you so cut back to Casey's apartment and he's feeling sorry for himself. He's drinking some booze. He's listening to Neil and Chuck arrives to find out how he's doing. Ah, a lot of scotch and a little Neil. 
Everything okay, buddy? Just enjoying myself a little R&R. <laughs> mm-hmm. Want a drink? No, no, thanks, though. I really appreciate it. <laughs> no, just, uh, just thought I'd check in on you, you know? What with Elsa getting married in an hour and... Thanks for reminding me. <laughs> Here's a John Casey dodging another bullet. <laughs> It's not like I want the wife and kids and the little league practice and the minivan and the Costco around them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really? You don't? Because it, it seems to me that you'd kind of be into the whole American dream. Nah. I do what I do so all those other slobs out there can have it. What, uh, what would you say your dream is? You're looking at it. So it looks like Casey's dream is getting drunk and eating a burnt microwave burrito. Now cut to the Bartowski house. Sarah knocks on the door looking for Chuck, and she finds a drunk Ellie just needing a friend to talk to. Sarah! Hi! I'm so glad you're here! Uh, yeah, me too. Uh, I'm having a little a little wine. You want some? Uh, I am actually fine, but you go ahead. Okay. Um, is Chuck here? Mm-mm. No, it's, um, it's just, it's just me tonight. Um, oh, all by myself. <sighs> oh, um, are you okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love this scene because it's obvious that Sarah just wants to go. She doesn't want to deal with this, but she can't help but ask Ellie if she's okay because it's obvious that Ellie needs to talk to somebody. Okay. <laughs> Ellie, are you sure you're okay? It's just that I have both feet in and Devin only has one foot in. So then it's just me taking care of three feet and I want it to be us. You know, taking care of four feet. Do you understand what I'm saying? Completely. Of course you do. Of course you do. I'm going to go get us some more wine. Okay. Now cut back to Casey's apartment, and Chuck wants to know what the deal is with Ilsa's necklace. Besides, Chuck, it's not like Ilsa left me empty-handed. What's that? Mm, Just a cheap little trinket I used to think meant something. But then something crazy happens. A bug falls out of the necklace, and Chuck flashes on it. You mind telling me what that is? It's an RX-77 long-range audio transmitter. Someone was listening in on Ilsa? With a Russian-made bug. That means I heard last night. That means Victor knows she's a spy. Hey, Casey, hey, 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 where where are you going? Where are you going? Stop a wedding, Chuck. No, 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 you're not. No, you're not. Scotch and driving, very, very bad combo. And as far as I know, also illegal. You're absolutely right. You're driving. I need pants. <laughs> I love that line. I need pants. So Chuck and Casey are headed to the hotel to save the day. Oh, hey, 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 hey. What's going on, Chuck? Hey, Mr. Planet a bug on Elsa. He knows she's a spy. She's walking into a trap. Okay, uh, I'll see you soon. Okay, so Sarah really needs to get out of there, but how does she tell Ellie? She can't tell her she's going on a mission. She really needs somebody to bail her out here because she doesn't want to be rude to Ellie. Ellie needs somebody there for her. Uh, Ellie, I hate to do this to you, but... No, 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 no. No, we were just going to... We're going to talk about Chuck and where you see that going and... You know, we're going to talk about this as soon as I get back. 
David? Oh, I was just looking for, uh... Oh, hey, what's going on here, ladies? Having ourselves a little cocktail? Sarah, please, please don't leave tonight. I just really can't be alone right now. Please. Uh, Morgan, Ellie's feeling a little uh, upset. I love how Sarah goes upset and makes a little drinky drink sign. <laughs> Pretty funny. So, if you could just... Absolutely, got it. I'm your man. Okay. Ellie, I'll talk to you soon. Hey, hey, easy, easy, Al. Oh, Morgan's here now, and I'm not going to leave your side, I promise. You've always been really sweet to me. Ah, come on. Mm. I thought we issued a no-touch policy back in 98. Hmm? Remember that? Buddy? All right, this is not how I imagined it over and over, but let's get you to bed, huh? Come on. Come on, there. Come on, old girl. Yeah, she's definitely broke the no-touch policy. <laughs> now cut back to the hotel, and Casey and Chuck are rushing to Ilsa's room, hoping that they're not too late. You make for a handsome girl. It's a shame to ruin the suit. Ruin how exactly? How would you ruin it? With bullet holes or blood? Or would you just shut up, Chuck? Shutting up. Where's Elsa? Wait to the ceremony. Quite a woman, huh? I'm gonna miss her. Oh well. At least we get to enjoy our wedding night. Leave her out of this. I have another proposal. I was so moved by listening you and Elsa say goodbye. What if I told you, you get to give the go? Casey, you want to tell me what's going on? In fact, how would you and Elsa like to go on my honeymoon? I love that idea. I don't even have to go. You mean let me die in your place? What'd you have in mind, Victor? A plane crash over the Pacific? A fiery wreck that leaves nothing behind but our two charred corpses. Three corpses. Your friend will play the role of a pilot. Or maybe one of those men stewardesses. If you excuse me, my associates have come to see me married. I would hate to disappoint them. You guys. Oh, God, no. Not a man stewardess. Casey, I don't want to die as a man stewardess. <laughs> Relax. I think I see a scenario where we both get out of here with acceptable losses. Exactly, is your version of acceptable. Breaks and punctures, possible loss of a limb, no major organ damage. So Sarah shows up to the wedding downstairs and she calls Chuck's phone and she sees a Russian guy has his phone in his pocket because we hear that awesome ringtone again. <laughs> then I love when Casey starts taunting the Russian guards. It's hilarious. Hey, comrades. Mind if I ask you two fellows a question? Where'd you learn to tie people up? A Rocky and Bullwinkle cartoon? I don't think that you're helping right now. <laughs> That's a great line. Because the way they're tied up is ridiculous. It's just one line of ropes around them. Perfect. No wonder you lost the Cold War. A couple of Girl Scouts could tie people up better than this. Casey, what are you... <laughs> and then an awesome fight starts here to the tune of ultimate by gogol bordello and 
Casey is tied to Chuck, and Chuck is strapped to basically Casey's back. So when Casey starts swinging around, Chuck can start kicking people. It's an awesomely choreographed fight. I really dig it. Like you said, Chuck, I'm sticking to my strengths. Then I love downstairs. It turns out the henchman with Chuck's phone is the same guy who Sarah has already tweaked his hand. She's already knocked him unconscious. And now she's going to kick his ass again. How many times do we have to go through this? Where's Chuck Bartowski? And we know where Chuck is. He's upstairs with Casey, and they're fighting bad guys. And this part is disturbing because the bad guy shoves Casey and Chuck basically over the balcony. Last chance. Where's Chuck Bartowski? And Chuck and Casey fall into the pool. And this is a great scene when Casey emerges from the pool. We hear Neil Diamond again, Love on the Rocks. And it's a pretty awesome moment. Ilsa's there in awe of the mighty John Casey. I'm not too late to object to this union. Take this too to my plane and strangle them. We're not going anywhere. Really? Who's gonna stop me? One little girl with a one little gun? Casey, this is unacceptable! Shut up, Chuck. But I love this moment. Sarah kicks her gun to Ilsa, so now it's two girls with guns. Try two little girls. She looks good with a gun. So it looks like the day is saved. Now cut back to Ellie in bed, and she's not alone in bed. I'll just leave it at that. Damn, I got my headgear on. Wake up! Wake up! What Morgan says right there is an awesome 16 Candles reference. Love it. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, God. What are you doing in here? What are you What are you talking about? You, you begged me not to leave. Oh. Ow. Okay. There's, um... Oh, there's aspirin on your side of the... That side of the bed. If you could get me six, please. Yeah. Anything you, uh, anything you need. Oh. 
Thank you. For last night. You know nothing happened. Mostly thanks for that. Look, Ellie, I would pretty much do anything for you. You're kind of like a sister to me. Sister, I want to have sex with the soap Oh, God, Norman. <laughs> Such a great line there. And then Awesome comes walking in. Whoa. Hey, big guy. What's up, man? Nothing nothing happening over here. Just kind of did not the face. Honey, come here. I want to show you something. Happy anniversary, baby. Devin. I'm sorry I got so mad at you. Aw. Awesome Bonner and HTTV, which I think is the most romantic gesture any man could ever do for a woman he loves. A big screen HDTV. I love how Morgan keeps saying, dude, nothing happened. And Awesome knows because he knows there's no way that anything would ever happen between Ellie and Morgan. And he's not threatened by Morgan in the least. It's really funny. No, you were right. I was being selfish. And I got a glimpse of what my life would be like without you. I had a pretty picture. <laughs> uh, dude, I feel like I owe you an explanation. And I want you to know that uh, nothing happened between me and your lady last night, I swear. I know, man. What do, you, what do you mean you know, man? You don't think there exists a scenario where Ellie, devastated over her loss of you, comes into my arms for the console loving prize? Think about it. No. <laughs> it's great. Now cut to the courtyard, and it looks like it's time for Ilsa to leave. It was good working with you, Casey. You too. You're pretty skilled. Got some skills yourself there, Ilsa. And this is great here. When Chuck hears them, he sneaks over to the window, and he thinks he's spying on them. What does he think he's doing? I guess he's trying to spy on us. He's got a lot to learn. Hmm. Well, I gotta go. Victor's waiting at the airport in holding cell. His extradition papers just came in. Well, you love Brits have a safe flight. Sorry, I had to blow your cover. I'm gonna miss Hilsa. I'm sure I'll find a new one. Hope to meet her someday. You better get going or you're gonna miss your flight. Chuck's grin when they start kissing is hilarious. He's so happy for Casey. Goodbye, Elsa. Goodbye, Casey. Hey. Just so you know, I'm happy you're not dead. And just like that, Elsa's gone. They'll always have the buy more, though. By the way, Ilsa is played by actress Ivana Milicevic, who's fantastic on the show Banshee, if you want to check that out. It's a completely different kind of character from Ilsa, though. Just warning you. What's up, killer? You got yourself a new special lady friend, or what? She's hopping a plane. What? You serious? You guys gonna stay in touch? She's going back undercover. Wow, that really sucks. The spy's life, Chuck. Well, don't you worry, buddy. You'll always have me. I'm not going anywhere. Uh-huh. Oh, 
Casey? I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. And that was a great way to end it. The little Casablanca tie-in and Chuck's like, or not. Well, guys, this was a fun episode. It was great to get into Casey's life and him having a previous love. He's not just an NSA robot spy. So it's great to uh, see that side of him. And we kind of take a break from the whole Chuck and Sarah thing. It's cool to kind of get into something else, you know. It was also nice to see Morgan play the part of friend to Ollie, not just this little horn dog who's in love with her. And in fact, you know, Morgan has a girlfriend, Anna, who's never mentioned in this episode, which is kind of funny. I wonder what she would have thought about Morgan spending the night in bed with Ellie. <laughs> So, guys, that was uh, Chuck versus the Undercover Lover. Uh, thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to send me some feedback, send it to nimpodcast at gmail.com. If you'd like to call and leave a voicemail, call 1206-309-4729. Also, be sure and check out chuckpodcast.blogspot.com. Also, be sure and subscribe on iTunes and leave a review or a rating. I'd really like that. That would be very awesome of you. Guys, I love Chuck. You've got to know this by now. I love doing this podcast, and I can't wait to do more. The next episode will be the final episode of Season 1, which is Season 1, Episode 13, Chuck versus the Marlin. And after that, I am into Season 2 just like that. And I can't wait because Season 2 is fantastic, and uh, I can't wait to do it. So until then, guys, see you next time. Casey, I don't want to die as a man stewardess. Now this is podcasting. Casting.